0: Welcome to the Dead Authors' Society, Frank Herbert, February 11th, 1986. Rest in peace. God, Emperor of Dune Chapter 9 he then asked me to wait, the messenger said. He left the room and returned shortly with the Telalaxu. A face answer, I'm sure of it. There were the certain signs of the... I'm sure you're correct, girl, Antiac said. Now, get the... Antiak broke off as Luciel entered. What's this I hear about messages from the Ixians and Telalaxu? Luciel asked.
1: The girl's repeating
0: it now, Antiak said. Why
1: wasn't I summoned?
0: Antiak looked up at her fellow truthsayer thinking that Lucielle might be one of the finest practitioners of the art, but she remained too conscious of rank. Lucielle was young, however, with the sensuous oval features of the Jessica type, and those genes tended to carry a headstrong nature. Antjech spoke softly. "'Your acolyte said you were meditating.' Lucille nodded, sat down on the pallet, and spoke to the messenger. Continue. The face dancer said he had a message for the Reverend Mothers. He used the plural. The messenger said, He knew there were two of us this time. And Jack said, Everyone knows it. Luciel said, and Jack resumed her full attention to the messenger. Would you enter memory trance now, girl, and give us the face dancers? Words verbatim. The messenger nodded, sat back onto her heels and clasped her hands on her lap. She took three deep breaths, closed her eyes, and let her shoulders sag. When she spoke, her voice had a high-pitched nasal twang. Tell the Reverend Mothers that by tonight the Empire will be rid of its God Emperor. We will strike him today before he reaches on. We cannot fail. A deep breath shook the messenger. Her eyes opened and she looked up at Anjak. The Ixian. Yake told me to hurry back with this message. He then touched the back of my left hand in that particular way, further convincing me that he was not.
1: Yake is one of ours
0: check said tell Lucille the message of the fingers the messenger looked at Lucille we have been invaded by faced answers and cannot move as Lucille started and began to rise from the pallet and Chuck said I already have taken the appropriate steps to guard our doors and Chuck looked at the Messenger "'You may go now, girl. You have been adequate to your task. Yes, Reverend Mother.' The messenger lifted her lithe body with a certain amount of grace, but there was no doubt in her movements that she knew the import of Antioch's words. Adequate was not well done. When the messenger had gone, Lucille said, She should have made some excuse to study the embassy and find out how many of the Ixians have been replaced. I think not. And Jack said, In that respect, she performed well. No. But it would have been better had she found a way to get a more detailed report from Yank. I fear we have lost him. The reason the who sent us, that message is obvious, of course. Lucille said, They are really going to attack him. And Chuck said, Naturally, it's what the fools would do. But I address myself to why they sent the message to us. And Chuck nodded. They think we now have no choice except to join them. And if we try to warn the Lord Leto, the Tlilaxu will learn our messengers and their contacts. What if the Tlilaxu succeed? And Jack said, not likely. We do not know their actual plan, only its general timing. "'What if this girl, this Siona, has a part in it?' Lucille asked. "'I have asked myself that same question. "'Have you heard the full report from the Guild?' "'Only the summary. Is that enough?' "'Yes, with high probability.' "'You should be careful with terms such as high probability,' Lucille said." We don't want anyone thinking you're a mintad. And Jack's tone was dry. Presume you will
1: not give me away.
0: Do you think the Guild is right about this, Siona? Lucille asked. I do not have enough information. If they are right, she is something extraordinary. As the Lord Leto's father was extraordinary. A guild navigator could conceal himself from the oracle eye of the Lord Leto's father, but not from the Lord Leto. I've read the full guild report with care. She does not so much conceal herself and the actions around her as well. She fades, they said. She fades from their sight. She alone, Jack said. And from the sight of the Lord Leto as well. They do not know. Do we dare make contact with her? Do we dare not? And Antioch asked. This all may be moot if the Tilalaxu... And Jack, we should at least make the attempt to warn him. We have no communications devices. And there now are fish speaker guards at the door. They permit our people to enter but not to leave. Should we speak to one of them?
1: thought about that. We can always say we feared they were face-stands or substitutes.
0: Guards at the door, Lucille muttered. Is it possible that he knows? Anything is possible. With the Lord Leto, that's the only thing you can say for sure, Lucille said. Tiak permitted herself a small sigh as she lifted herself from the stool.
1: How I long for the old days when we had all of the spice we could ever need.
0: Ever was just another illusion, Lucille said. I hope we have learned our lesson well, no matter how the Tilalaxu make out today.
1: They will do it clumsily, whatever the outcome.
0: Andiak grumbled, "Gods, there are no good assassins to be found anymore." There are always the Gula Idos, Lucille said. What did you say? Andiak stared at her companion. There are always yes. The Gulas are too slow in the body. Lucille said, "But not in the head. What are you thinking? Is it possible that the Telalaxu? Mm, no, not even they could be that." An Idaho-faced answer, Lucille whispered. Antioch nodded mutely. "Put it out of your mind," Lucille said. It could not be that stupid.
1: That's a dangerous judgment to make about Telalaxu.
0: And Antioch said. We must prepare ourselves for the worst. Get one of those fish-speaker guards in here. Unceasing warfare gives rise to its own social conditions, which have been similar in all epochs. People enter a permanent state of alertness to ward off attacks. You see the absolute rule of the autocrat. All new things become dangerous frontier districts, new planets, new economic areas to exploit, new ideas or new devices, visitors, everything in suspect. Feudalism takes firm hold sometimes disguised as a politburo or similar structure, but always present. Hereditary succession follows the lines of power, the blood of the powerful dominates, the vice regions of heaven, or their equivalent apportion the wealth. And they know they must control inheritance, or slowly let the power melt away. Now, do you understand Leto's piece? The stolen journals.
1: Have the Bene been informed of the new schedule? Leto
0: asked. His entourage had entered the first shallow cut, which would wind into switchbacks at the approach to the bridge across the Idaho River. The sun stood at the morning's first quarter and a few courtiers were shedding cloaks. Idaho walked with a small troop of fish speakers at the left flank, his uniform beginning to show traces of dust and perspiration. Walking and trotting at the speed of a royal peregrination was hard work. Manio stumbled and caught himself.
1: They have been informed, Lord.
0: The change of schedule had not been easy, but Manio had learned to expect erratic shifts of direction at fistful time. He kept contingency plans at the ready.
1: Are they still petitioning for a permanent embassy on Arrakis? Leto asked. Yes, Lord. I gave them the usual answer. A simple no should suffice. Leto said, They no longer need to be reminded that I abhor their religious pretensions. Yes, Lord.
0: Manio held himself to just within the prescribed distance beside Leto's cart. The worm was very much present this morning, the bodily signs quite apparent to Manio's eyes. No doubt it was the moisture in the air that always seemed to bring out the worm.
1: Religion always leads to rhetorical despotism,
0: Leto said.
1: Before the Bene Gesserit, the Jesuits were the best at it. Jesuits, Lord. Surely you've met them in your histories. I'm not certain, Lord. When were they? No matter. You learn enough about rhetorical despotism from a study of the Bene Gesserin. Of course, they do not begin by deluding themselves with it. The Reverend Mothers are in for a bad time. Manio told himself. He's going to preach at them. They detest that. This could cause serious trouble. What was their reaction? Lido asked. I'm told they were disappointed, but did not press the matter. And Manio thought? I'd best prepare them for one more disappointment. They'll have to be kept away from the delegations of Ix and Tlalaxu. Manio shook his head. This could lead to some very nasty plotting. To Duncan, I'd better be warned. It leads to self-fulfilling prophecy and justifications for all manner of obscenities,
0: Leto said.
1: This rhetorical despotism, Lord. yes. "'It shields evil behind walls of self-righteousness, "'which are proof against all arguments against the evil.'
0: Manio kept a wary eye on Leto's body, "'noting the way the hands twisted, "'almost a random movement, "'the twitching of the great ribbed segments.
1: "'What will I do if the worm comes out of him here?'
0: Perspiration broke out on Manio's forehead.
1: It feeds on deliberately twisted meanings to discredit opposition,
0: Leto said.
1: All of that, Lord. The Jesuits call that securing your power base. It leads directly to hypocrisy, which is always betrayed by the gap between actions and explanations. They never agree. I must study this more carefully, Lord. Ultimately, it rules by guilt, because hypocrisy Brings on the witch-hunt and the demand for scapegoats. Shocking, Lord.
0: The cortege rounded a corner where the rock had been opened for a glimpse of the bridge in the distance.
1: Manio, are you paying close attention to me? Yes, Lord, indeed. I'm describing a tool of the religious power base. I recognize that, Lord. Then why are you so afraid? Talk of religious power always makes me uneasy, Lord, because you and the fish speakers wield it in my name. Of course, Lord. Power bases are very dangerous because they attract people who are truly insane. People who seek power only for the sake of power. Do you understand? Yes, Lord. That is why you so seldom grant petitions for appointments in your government. Excellent, Manio. Thank you, Lord. In the shadow of every religion lurks... Torquemada," Leto said. You have never encountered that name. I know because I caused it to be expunged from all the records. Why was that, Lord? He was an obscenity. He made living torches out of people who disagreed with him.
0: Manio pitched his voice low.
1: Like the Historians who angered you, Lord. Do you question my actions, Manio? No, Lord. Good. The Historians died peacefully. Not a one felt the flames. Torquemada, however, delighted in commending to his gods the agonized screams of his burning victims. How horrible, Lord.
0: The cortege turned another corner with a view of the bridge. The span appeared to be no closer. Once more, Manio studied his god-emperor. The worm appeared no closer. Still too close, though. Manio could feel the menace of that unpredictable presence. The holy presence which could kill without warning. Manio shuddered
1: what had been the meaning of that strange... sermon. Manio knew that
0: few had ever heard the God Emperor speak thus. It was a privilege and a burden. It was part of the price paid for Leto's peace. Generation after generation marched in their ordered way under the dictates of that peace. Only the Citadel's inner circle knew all of the infrequent breaks in that peace, the incidents when fish-speakers were sent out in anticipation of
1: violence. Anticipation?
0: Manio glanced at the now silent Leto. The god-emperor's eyes were closed and a look of brooding had come over his face. That was another of the worm signs. A bad one. Manio trembled.
1: Did Leto anticipate even his own movements of wild violence?
0: It was the anticipation of violence which sent tremors of awe and fear through the Empire. Leto knew where guards must be posted to put down a transitory uprising. He knew it before the event. Even thinking about such matters dried Manio's mouth. There were times, Manio believed, when the Emperor could read any mind. Oh, Leto employed spies. An occasional shrouded figure passed by the fish speakers for the climb to Leto's tower area or descended to the crypt. Spies no doubt of it, but Manio suspected they were used merely to confirm what Leto already knew. As though he needed to confirm the fears in Manio's mind, Leto said,
1: Do not try to force an understanding of my ways, Manio. Let understanding come of itself. I will try, Lord. No, do not try. Tell me. Instead, if you have announced yet that there will be no changes in the spice allotments, Not yet, Lord. Delay the announcement. I am changing my mind, you know. Of course, there will be new offers of bribes.
0: Manio sighed. The amounts offered him in bribes had reached ridiculous heights. Leto, however, had appeared amused by the escalation.
1: Draw them out.
0: He had said earlier.
1: See how high they will go. Make it appear that you can be bribed at last.
0: Now as they turned another corner with a view of the bridge, Leto asked.
1: Has House Carino offered you a bribe? Yes, Lord. Do you know the myth which says that someday House Carino will be restored to its ancient powers? I have heard it, Lord. Have the Carino killed, it is a task for the Duncan. We will test him. So soon, Lord, it is still known that Melange can extend human life. Let it also be known that the spice can shorten life. As you command, Lord." Manio knew this
0: response in himself. It was the way he spoke, and he could not voice a deep objection which he felt. He also knew that the Lord Leto understood this, and was amused by it. The amusement rankled.
1: Try not to be impatient with me, Manio,
0: Leto said. Manio suppressed his feelings of bitterness. Bitterness brought peril. Rebels were bitter. Bitter. The Duncans grew bitter before they died.
1: Time has a different meaning for you than it has for me, Lord,
0: Manio said.
1: I wish I could know that meaning. You could, but you will not.
0: Manio heard rebuke in the words and fell silent, turning his thoughts instead to the melange problems. It was not often that the Lord Leto spoke of the spice, and then it usually was to set allotments or withdraw them, to apportion rewards or send the fish speakers after some newly revealed hoard. The greatest remaining store of spice, Manio knew, lay in some place known only to the god emperor. In his first days of royal service, Manio had been covered in a hood and led by the Lord Leto himself to that secret place along twisting passages which Manio had sensed were underground.
1: When I removed the hood, we were underground.
0: The place had filled Manio with awe. Great bends of melange lay all around in a gigantic room cut from native rock and illuminated by glow-globes of an ancient design with arabesques of metal scrollwork upon them. The spice had glowed radiant blue, in the dim silver light, and the smell bitter cinnamon unmistakable. There had been water dripping nearby. Their voices had echoed against the stone.
1: One day all of this will be gone.
0: Lord Leto had said, shocked, Manio had asked,
1: What will Guild and Bene Gesserit do then? What they are doing now, but more violently.
0: Staring around the gigantic room with its enormous store of melange, Manio called, only thinking of things he knew were happening in the Empire at that moment bloody assassinations radical raids, spying and intrigue. The God Emperor kept a lid on the worst of it, but what remained was bad enough. The temptation, Mania whispered,
1: the temptation indeed. Will there be no more melange ever, Lord? Someday I will go back into the sand. I will be the source of the spice then. You, Lord. And I will produce something just as wonderful. More sand trout. A hybrid. And a prolific breeder.
0: Trembling at this revelation, Wanio stared at the shadowy figure of the god emperor who spoke of such marvels.
1: The sand trout. Lord Leto said, will link themselves into large living bubbles to enclose this planet's water deep underground, just as it was in the dune times. All of the water, Lord. Most of it. Within three hundred years, the sandworm once more will reign here. It will be a new kind of sandworm, I promise you. How is that, Lord? It will have animal awareness and a new cunning. The spice will be more dangerous to seek and far more perilous to keep.
0: Manio had looked up at the cavern's rocky ceiling, his imagination probing through the rock to the surface.
1: Everything desert again, Lord. Water courses will fill with sand. Crops will be choked and killed. Trees will be covered by great moving dunes. The sand death will spread until... until a subtle signal is heard in the barren lands. What signal, Lord? The signal for the next cycle. The coming of the Maker. The coming of Shy Hulud. Will that be you, Lord? Yes! great sandworm of dune will rise once more from the deeps. This land will be again the domain of spice and worm. But what of the people, Lord? All of the people. Many will die. Food plants and the abundant growth of this land will be parched. Without nourishment, meat animals will die. Will everyone go hungry, Lord? Undernourishment and the old diseases will stalk the land, while only the hardiest survive. The hardiest and most brutal. Must that be, Lord? The alternatives are worms. Teach me about those alternatives, Lord. In time you will know them.
0: As he marched beside the god-emperor, in the morning light of their peregrination to On, Manyo could only admit that he had indeed learned of alternative evils. To most of the Empire's docile citizens, Manyo knew the firm knowledge which he held in his own head lay concealed in the oral history, in the myths and wild stories told by infrequent mad prophets who cropped up on one planet or another to gather a short-lived following.
1: But I know what the fish-speakers do.
0: And he knew also about evil men who sat at a table, gorging themselves on rare delicacies while they watched the torture of fellow humans.
1: Until the fish-speakers came, and gore erased such scenes. I enjoyed the way your daughter watched me,"
0: Leto said.
1: She was so unaware that I knew. Lord, I fear for her. She's my blood, my mind too, Manio. Am I not Atreides? You would be better employed fearing for yourself. Manio cast a
0: fearful glance along the god-emperor's body. The signs of the worm remained too near. Manio glanced at the cortege following, and along the road ahead, they were now in the steep descent. The switchback short and cut into high walls in the man piled rocks of the cliff barrier which girdled the the
1: Ziona does not offend me, Manio. But she Manio here and its mysterious capsule is one of life's great secrets. To be surprised to have a new thing occur, that is what I desire most. Lord, I knew, isn't that a radiant, wonderful world? If you say it, Lord.
0: Leto was forced to remind himself then.
1: Manio is my creature. I created him. Your child is worth almost any price to me, Monio. You decree her companions, but there may be one among them that she will love."
0: Monio cast an involuntary glance back at Duncan Idaho marching with the guards. Idaho was glaring ahead, as though trying to probe each turn in the road before they reached it. He did not like this place with its high walls all around, from which attack might come. Ido had sent scouts up there in the night, and Manio knew that some of them still lurked on the heights, but there also were ravines ahead before the marchers reached the river, and there had not been enough guards to station them everywhere.
1: We will depend upon the Fremen.
0: Manio had reassured him.
1: Fremen? Idaho
0: did not like what he heard about the museum, Fremen.
1: At least they can sound an alarm against intruders, Manio had said. You saw them and asked them to do that?
0: Thanks for listening to the Dead Authors Society. Be sure to follow for more content posted several times a month.